joined by two-thirds of the Detroit psychedelic rock band Sisters of Your Sunshine Vapor. I've got the drummer, Richard Sawasinski, and the bass player, Eric Opitz, with me. The other host, Petra Shortshoe, is out on sabbatical. Now, you recently released an album in, yeah, I believe it was October of 2017. Why don't you tell me a little bit about Lavender Blood? Well, Greg... All right, fuck off. So, welcome to What a Disaster... Where we watch, discuss, and review a disaster movie just as close to weekly as we can possibly stand. This week, I am I'm actually here with two-thirds of Detroit psych rock band Sisters of Your Sunshine. Vapor. Hello! It's actually Eric Opitz. Yep. Hey. And it's actually Rick Sawasinski. Yep. Hey, so you're always here with one-third. I was yeah, going to say, he's always here. Yeah, so 33% like... of the band is here every single time. You don't, want, you don't want 100%. You, just... I don't know that we could handle 100%, but... I know that the only reason Sean didn't come today is because we didn't invite him. So <laughs> we're not going to fix that. No. He's actually standing outside. Right <laughs> he's, now. he's he's just crying softly right now into his into the steering wheel of his Porsche. It's only Fred. He's rubbing his genitals on the steering wheel and <laughs> making sure everybody knows it's his. All right. <laughs> so this week we uh, we as usual we let our guest pick the film and uh, Eric chose Airplane. That's with an exclamation point. The what year was this? This was nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty, uh, written before, in, before, well before, well, not well before, but at least a year before I was born. Yeah, it's a it's a, a year before I was born. Probably made in seventy nine. So, sure. Um, oh, I'm I'm supposed to read this paragraph that Richard wrote. I feel so bad. Hang on. Um, today Eric wanted to kill us with laughter and white guilt, so he chose the nineteen eighty satire Airplane. Eric, why did you pick this movie? And in your opinion. What makes it a disaster movie? All right. So I, I picked this movie based on my experience growing up with it in that I honestly didn't even re- like remember the context of the movie. I didn't remember um, ever actually watching the movie all the way through, but it was on repeat a decade and a half later after it was made on Comedy Central. So it was just like, I just remember coming home from school or like on the weekend, this movie was just on. It was always on. It was just nonstop. And it would, you'd just pick it up in some random spot and there'd be like a handful of jokes and you would laugh and then you'd move on with your day and you'd watch 15 minutes of it. And I don't think I've ever sat down and actually watched the movie front to back until uh, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> The reason I picked it is because I have zero tolerance for movies. I don't like big big budget movies. I'm not a big fan of. This is a big budget movie, Eric. I know it's a big. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm not a big fan of like. I like really artsy movies. I like. This is an artsy movie. So you loved uh, what was the the lo- lobster. Human Lobster or Lobster Man. What was that movie called? Did oh, you see that I actually one? didn't even see that because oh. it's just like almost too pop culture for me. I'm I'm not I The Shape don't... of Water? The Shape Did of Water. Did you see The Shape of Water? I haven't. The Shape of Water was uh I know was... what it is, but I've never yeah, seen it. Yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. Have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? I have. I like that movie. Excellent. Same director. Yeah. Same okay. style. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm just I just I'm not a huge movie fan. Like I like very certain movies, very particular okay. about my movies, but I'm not I don't I don't spend a lot of time. Last time, last movie I saw in the in the movie theater was probably last movie I saw in the movie theater was Hunger Games, the first one. like the first Hunger Games. Yeah, like was Man. that five years ago? Yeah, with Lauren. I don't even. I, I think it might have been longer than five yeah, years. That's ago. how it's often I go to the movie Hunger theater. Games. And you and I saw Scott Pilgrim. 
together. Which is probably that's the, older was, too. Yeah, which was probably before. the last time I was in the movie theater. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I go to the art house every once in a while, maybe once a year, but I'm not. I'm not I'm a big massive movie guys. I watch documentaries and I watch like old Stanley Stanley Kubrick movies, and I'm just so. This was this like a pure nostalgic thing, and it was not. Um, it was me grasping at straws for something that I could actually get through. And then when I sat down and got through it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is not totally how I remember this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it, we, we had to do a little arm twisting to get Eric to, to, to come in to yeah. record with us. We were I was very glad when he agreed to do it. He wasn't going to sit through picking like, a good movie. Yeah, yeah, I won't. I won't. I won't sit through arm again. I won't sit through like, thank God, 28 <laughs> days later, or, or actually maybe 28 days later. Is that a disaster movie? Yeah, yeah movies can count. I would call, I would okay. call that a disaster yeah. movie. I, I, I've seen that. Um, um, what's the Will Smith movie with the aliens? I am Legend or Independence Day? Independence Day. I yeah. would not. Oh, yeah. I would. I wouldn't. I have better things to do with my life than sit through that movie. Mm. Yeah. I would rather come here and <laughs> hang out with you guys and and talk about it than watch it. No, yeah, me too. <laughs> and that's fine too. We can always have you on if you don't want to watch it, and we're we're looking for people to come on. You can just talk to us about the movie. You've never I'll seen. talk to you guys about uh, read an IMDb plot synopsis and pretend you saw it. That's fine. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, like the reason, like we don't like some of these movies, and we enjoy talking about them more than we enjoy watching them, which is why we watch them, so we can talk about right. them. Right? Yeah. Right. For sure. And you know, I've been friends with Eric for uh, a decade now, and uh, we've been in a band a long time for a long time. We tour. We spend a lot of time together. You've been in two the, bands together now. Yeah, two bands together. I think like probably half the movies you've seen in the last decade you've seen with me. Probably. Like, probably. Like new or old or whatever. Just watching film. You and I watch. So it's not fair to say you don't enjoy film. You're actually like an advocate of film. You watch a lot of film, but like you're very you're very picky about what else you add to your hard drive at this point. I you know? I no, I love film. I I love the process of it. Um I'm just I'm very conscious of what I will spend my brain space on, I guess. And yeah, I mean, I, if somebody doesn't like candy, they're not just going to go grab the first thing they see at 7-Eleven. They're going to be more particular. Exactly. Gonna... And, and there's nothing There's nothing wrong with like, hey, I can sit down for an I hour and a half. I feel very judged and, and, and attacked and what... right now by you. So it, it doesn't matter yeah. that you... This is, <laughs> we've done 10 episodes of this. So basically, you said the last 10, 10 episodes of our life have been... Complete useless. garbage. You said yeah, garbage. that we Complete wasted useless. our time yeah, you guys watching are losers. it and then recording it. Yeah. yeah, you guys are losers. Which is why we invited you, because we, we don't like to be told so i picked the are. most racist movie that was available you know <laughs> at no, least you did it no you did not yeah but like good at job least this it. like <laughs> I, I mean obviously it was a different time but it was addressing race in a different way via satire whereas it seems like anything that tries to touch but anything white people make that tries to touch base with race as far as comedy is concerned is just so far off the mark that it's ridiculous. It always falls flat twenty years later. So I, let me filter. Let, the the way I kind of feel about it is this: the 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 people that um, lament there are not movies being made like Blazing Saddles are the same kind of people that wish they could just say the n word in public. Yeah, I agree. Blazing Saddles did its job, and you can't go back and redo something that like it. it it's a product of its time. Yeah. You can't just go. You can't. You can't make the same movie and pretend that it, it exists in a vacuum. That's just not how it works. There's an argument to be made for movies like this, movies like Blazing Saddles, that what it does for race is it points out the absurdity of racism. But you can't keep continuing doing that without being the racist. It's the same reason right. Dave Chappelle uses, stopped doing the Chappelle right, show. Right. Exactly. It uses racism to point out how absurd racism actually is. Yeah. 
But then at some point, you're just a racist. <laughs> so I, what I, and and you asked me why I picked this movie, and and part of the reason, I think was the this, seaweed scene here. Yes, yeah, yeah the, where they're making out on the beach here. We don't get this, by the way. This is based off some movie that we've never seen and never heard of. A lot of oh, jokes the, are, the, the, the jokes are. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna yeah. put this out there. Uh, this movie's pretty dated. Yeah, <laughs> there are some there are some pop culture references from 1980 uh, that I am never ever yeah. ever gonna understand. Yeah. So so, but the the reason why I picked this and and like I said was the my experience with it, and I think it's really interesting to think of it as how we're speaking about it now in the context of the world that we live in now, in the political climate that we live in now, and how it how it stands up to that, uh -huh. but. There's something to be said that this movie was on basically on repeat on Comedy Central like through it, the 90s yes. pretty much. Yeah, from as soon as as soon as Comedy Central was available on basic cable, this was on it once a week. Oh, oh, anyone that's like in their like 30s has seen this movie multiple times. Absolutely. And it was made before any of us were born. Exactly. I used to watch it on TNT when I was 6. It would just be on repeat and I thought the autopilot thing You had was bad cool. parents. Yeah, oh, yeah, terrible parents. <laughs> my grandparents raised me to fall asleep. I, I remember watch watching this with with my dad. Yeah, I, I definitely, definitely watched this with my dad too. So, yeah. so I think no, I think that's something that has like, if you want to talk about how it has pushed that conversation forward a little bit, yeah. a a decade and a half later, and it's still doing that. I feel like maybe I was too young to understand that what political climate it was in right. at that point, but it clearly has had changed since it was made so i don't i think there's something interesting about that you know yeah, yeah. there's also uh doing some research on this film uh there's some things that i found out and i will talk about as we move through the plot there's some things that i found out that soften that blow a little bit more it's this movie needs to be taken in context and you got to do your research on the context otherwise some of the jokes are going to seem a lot more racist than what they actually are remember David when Zucker? you tried to tell me that this movie was made as a parody of zero dark 30 was that wrong zero <laughs> zero hour from Zero 1957. Hour. Thank you. Zero I'm Dark sorry. Thirty is definitely like a movie ab about somebody being downed in enemy lines. You understand? Oh, no, that did. was the Bin Laden thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You I knew what that. I, did there, though, I right? even knew yeah. that. I don't I know shit, and I knew that. I, uh, <laughs> Dick's so, brain isn't so good sometimes. No, I, well, I, I no, 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 no. You can just admit it. Yeah, it, it's short circuit. No, no, that's not what I said. It's not you good. say what I said. I don't. My brain doesn't brain. That's uh, not what I said. It's just so good sometimes. <laughs> this is my favorite joke. He's like, hey, I know you. You're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's like, my dad says you don't hustle on defense. <laughs> so I want to talk about that Zero Hour movie we were talking about. Yeah. So they also had, a, uh, it was a uh, basketball player, a football player, who was a co-pilot in that movie. So that joke's a deep cut for that movie. They were like, oh, look, we have an athlete too, but we're going we're gonna to pretend like he's not an athlete, but everybody knows he's an athlete. But well, we weren't born in 1957, let alone watching yeah. movies in 1957. Hell, my parents were barely born in 1957. I think my mom was born in like 56 or 55. She was certainly not watching Zero Hour. So how they found that movie actually was they were they were writing sketch comedy and they were so they were, they were they were writing sketch comedy and they didn't have a whole lot of ideas, so they would stay up really late and watch late night television. They would tape it. They would tape late night television like with the camcorder. Yeah, they would point it at the TV. Yeah. yeah, and and then rip it off like like verbatim. Yeah, to... it's Richard actually wrote one of that down. There, yeah. there was a a line in Zero Hour that was kind of not meant to be funny in that, but turned into. A, a, <laughs> so it was we have to find someone who can not only fly this plane but who didn't have fish for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Literally pulled straight from the movie. That's amazing. 
Yeah. No, you're right. That's, that, it, these are the same guys who make Kentucky Fried Movie, which kind of came back into pop culture like in the 2000s. Yeah. Again. And, yeah. and it's kind of interesting. Man, how old are those guys? Uh, I don't know if they're even alive. I didn't look to see it, like if they're still alive. Uh, Jim Abrams and David Zucker, though, are the, are the guys. There's actually three directors. The other guy gets kind of... I didn't even write them down. It's one of the only movies that has three directors. They had to have a, they had a fight with the uh, Screen Actors Guild or whatever, uh, American Film Association or something. Hmm. They have three uh, directors. This movie, Greg, $3.5 million in, in 1980. 1980 money? How much is that in now money? Uh, Twelve Over $12 million, almost $13 million. Almost $13 million. So yeah. compare that to a, a current movie. Like, uh, oh, how man, big is it? $13 million that? is like nothing. That's a really tight... Uh, that's that's a an really, indie flick. That's that's, like, that's legit like a, a, a rom com or something. That's a Steve Carell movie. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a still solid. That's a solid budget. That that's like uh, that is certainly not summer blockbuster money. Sure, no. That's absolutely like I'm going to release changing. around Christmas time and hope that we make it back. But guess what this thing money. made? Bad Santa two. Bad Santa two. I let you know what I'm going to look up the budget of Bad Santa two. <laughs> Bad year. Santa two cost twenty six million dollars. <laughs> there you go. The budget but, for Bad Santa two twenty six million dollars. What? Bad Santa 2, the budget was $26 million. Okay, I got that. Whoever thought that was a good idea. (laughs) Bad Santa 2 made $23.2 million in the box office, which means it didn't even really break even. I am surprised that it didn't do better because it's getting 23% in Rotten Tomatoes. But but so Airplane is like killing it. Yeah. No, Airplane made... Airplane made the first year... I didn't adjust this for uh, inflation. I forgot to do that. $83 million before inflation. Okay. And it made um, 130 million worldwide. And that was in the first year. 253 million dollars today. Woo! Yeah. First year. That is that first is bucks. Year. That is big bucks for a movie that costs pennies, comparatively. Yeah. It's because of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for sure. He made thirty-five thousand dollars on this movie. That's it. That's what he was paid. He was paid. He was offered thirty, but he wanted to buy Oriental rugs, so they gave him thirty-five. Wow. <laughs> Five thousand dollars in 1980 money for an Oriental rug. Yeah. Man. Well, while we are waiting for the air traffic controllers to clear us for takeout off, <laughs> we will go to a When's break. the Chinese food get here? And when we return, we will dig into the opening Chinese food of the hilarious thriller. Stand by for the most extraordinary chain of events ever swept up into high adventure. Hey, Larry, where's the forklift? Forklift! Just over there for the baggage water. Airplane. Airplane is drama. Uh, this is Dr. Brody at the Mayo Clinic. There's a passenger on your Chicago flight 209 or a little girl named Lisa Davis en route to Minneapolis. She's scheduled for a heart transplant. I want you to make sure that she's kept in a reclined position and that a continuous watch is kept on her IV. Airplane is action. Airplane is romance. I love you, Elaine. I love you. Airplane is music. There is only one river. There is only one sea. Airplane is dancing. Never 
has the screen been so big? You ever been in a cockpit before? No, sir. I've never been up in a plane before. Peter Graves. You ever seen a grown man naked? All right. We are back with Eric and Richard. We are discussing... Airplane! It has an exclamation point. It does. Thank so. you for finally adding that. Oh, so yeah, you blew the fuck out of that microphone. Did I? Did I? Oh, clip? it's gonna Good. sound like garbage. I'm no, I'm gonna love it. it. It's gonna be that's perfect. The, that's the best when that happens. All right. <laughs> we're feeling good then. We're gonna, we're doing fine. So we're back. We're watching uh, Airplane with Eric is our special guest this week from Sisters of Your Sunshine Vapor, the best psych rock band in Southeast Michigan, as far as I'm concerned. Well, best psych rock band in the country. Yeah, is... frankly, it's the best psych rock band I've ever listened to an album for from. Yeah. So. Yeah. Never I've never listened to an yeah, entire Pink exactly. Floyd album. I have listened to entire Sisters of Your there Sunshine you Vapor. So albums. you're not lying. So, yeah. Thanks, by the way, for doing that. I mean, I gave you money, but you did it. It was like matter. six bucks, and then you made me give it to you for the tip for the restaurant. Come on. I left my wallet in the car, Greg. <laughs> yeah, I left my wallet in the car at my house in Canada. That's, that is the only reason we didn't. He go back left for his it. wallet on tour twice. Actually, left his wallet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It got shipped to me, and then we had to like get it oh, shipped no, to the like next tour stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like it's somewhere in Oklahoma, and there's like this. We just happened upon this random. Uh, we're in Oklahoma. There's this random place where I order parts to build guitar pedals out of, and I'm like, hey, I know this random place in Oklahoma. We can get your wallet shipped to because I spend money there. And I like wrote them an email. I'm like, hey, can we have something overnighted to you? And they're like, I guess, but that's kind of weird. And then we showed up, and they're like, who the hell are you? And I'm like, hey, we had a wallet shipped here. <laughs> that's a... Uh... Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, right? we're being very like very like flexible yeah. here. I'm like, I got hey, my wallet. What can we do to get your wallet back. I, I think you it. can. I think you can. Yeah, have we stuff. got it. It worked. You can have stuff just sent to post offices. I didn't know that. Mostly, I just I, I focus on. Oh, we're talking about the movie again. Cut. The yeah. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, opening. Opening. The jaw scene. The Jaws scene. Were you a fan of the Jaws scene? Well, yeah. The, well, this movie opens with the Jaws scene. It's actually like. When I rewatched this, it was such a surprise to me. I don't, I've seen this movie, like I said, like so many times in like little clips. That was not something that I remember. And I love practical effects. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this was done with a bunch of like, they just used cotton candy because the cotton candy has that nice little stringy, like, like oh, the, the, the airplane. Yeah, 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 yeah. They took some cotton candy. And they got that. And they totally they took a triangle, they attached it to like a, like, a, like a string. And it just moves it. There's a hand underneath. Or it's a stick. There's a hand underneath all that the, the clouds moving that stupid airplane fin around. <laughs> but they I have the it. but they have the Jaws music too. Yeah. And then you see the 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 title, which is I'm, I, was, I think it might be for F- Futuro. Not not a hundred percent on that, but it's very close. it's very very close. Yeah, if it's, it's not. It's cl- the kerning looks a little off to be Futuro. Yeah, but I mean, but the but, kerning yeah. does you can you can adjust that. Can adjust and uh, um, Futuro looked a little more round in yeah. some places too. But that's all right. This no, is definitely I, it's it's very very close. So I'm not. I, you're the designer, so you probably would know better. <laughs> but than the fight, the fight. Other than the Jaws theme, the fight is really the first joke. It's like it's like all the old movies at that time, all the airplane movies at that time. Like there were tons of these airplane disaster movies at that time. They were all had this big font, like it's a great whoa. font. Dun, dun. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I do really like that font. The score for this movie has actually been re released on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> Why? 
Was it a? Because it's funny, and it's like the joke. Like they keep the joke going. Like they all the subtitles. I watch these movies with subtitles to do notes. All the subtitles explain how the music sounds. It'll be like it'll say like it'll be like really nice soft music. It'll because like the music does set the scenes in for the jokes. So I guess the music is important. It does say. Jaws music because they're like we fucking paid for Jaws music. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make, we're gonna show even, Jaws music. Even the deaf people will know that this was Jaws theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can't go beat by beat. We don't need. We would be on every single joke in this movie. No, no. It would you, take us. If you read five my notes, hours. I took all the jokes out. You took all the okay. We're gonna do. We should have just been one hundred percent serious through this one because that would have been the funny way to handle it. We see a pretty flight attendant walking through the terminal while there are two announcers having a minor disagreement over which zone is for loading and unloading. So, so Ted, at the beginning of this movie, he's like, I want, I want you back. Like, I'm sorry, I'll grow up, I'll change. And when Elaine's like, I'm not going to take you back, the first thing he does is punches somebody just asking him for money. Yeah. Like, no, but I think, I think the joke there is actually more of a pop culture joke. They were always at the airport trying to like recruit people. Yeah, the pop culture like was to push back against that big time. Like yeah. they were very annoying. Like weird. The, the handing out the poppies, hip, and, like uh, way beyond hippie ask people at this point in the seventies. They were like the like. That's I've taken nobody... so much acid that I found Jesus. Full circle. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. nobody's gonna experience that now, especially now in the United States, because you can't even get into an airport unless you have a ticket. Exactly. Oh, that's another thing about this movie is like you want to talk about all the FAA regulations that are being missed. <laughs> no, no, it is funny though. You see, like the post nine eleven, like yeah, it's a it's an entirely different world. But they make fun yeah. of the security in this movie too, though. They're like. Mm-hmm. This lady's taking all this metal, like this, like fake leg. That's a guy, yeah. He takes off the fake leg and the fake hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They still make fun of it. Yeah, there's, I mean, like I said, there's probably a lot that even we missed having seen it a million times as kids. That is just a cultural reference that we will never have any link to. So, one, one thing as a kid that's seen this right now, the Mayo Clinic. Never would have got that. Jars just totally never him. got that. <laughs> I did like the heart jumping around yeah. on his desk. Yeah. Though. yeah. So he uh, he's talking to his doctor, and his doctor has a heart just jumping around on his desk. It's bouncing around. And, him. He, and he's telling him, like, you know, we have this little girl. She needs a heart transplant. She's going to be on the airplane. And all I can think about is this doctor is going to kill this little girl. Maybe he is bleeding edge i mean he's he's got that heart. clearly that heart is alive and it's functional. A pet heart yeah why are you it flying is. commercial if you have a heart condition wouldn't you be like in you know i don't do, do they do they have yeah, cross-country I mean, medical flights for that i i don't know how that works but so so Everybody ted decides to, to get on people. the get on the plane because elaine won't take him back but elaine's a, a flight attendant he's like you know what fuck that i'll just get on the plane i'll go to chicago with her and then she'll take me back also, 1970s, smoke on airplanes. What a time. Was that a was that a thing you could smoke in the planes in yeah, the Yeah, they yeah. asked them if you, could, you wanted smoking. Yeah, no, or not. that's crazy. But like there's a there is a little girl who needs a heart transplant on that plane. On that and plane, and you're gonna subject her to secondhand smoke. Yeah. I mean that she's seems, already dying. I'm I mean, really concerned for this little girl <laughs> on this plane. Right I, there, I, that's where he's buying the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> And they, he's right at the gate buying that ticket. Yeah. He just does not happen that way anymore. No, no he he walked up to the gate. Yeah, he didn't have to go through security. He just walked up to the gate. Yeah. So um, there are a lot of visual gags throughout this movie. And uh, we're not going to be able to retell We're never going to be able to do it justice. So yeah. I, want, I want our listeners to know 
both both of our listeners need to hear that this movie has some really great visual gags, and they should watch it. Absolutely watch this movie. If we each had to pick a favorite visual gag, what's your favorite oh, visual man. gag? Favorite visual gag of the movie? Um, Mine. I mean, it's not. it doesn't really count, but Otto... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the autopilot. Yeah, pilot, right? the autopilot. You can't, you can't not talk about the autopilot, right? Right. I mean, yeah. he's got his own IMDb page, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Auto, auto, the autopilot. Auto, the autopilot. So, so yeah. speaking of auto, they, they even have to. The gratuitous blowjob joke is like the obvious joke that they had to make. Right. There's a scene early on in this movie uh, where the plane, there's a plane on the runway that loses control and bumps and breaks through the glass of the airport, and my first thought was seeing this is like, who would still fly after seeing that in that airport? Wouldn't you just go home? You're like, done. I'm done with today. Yeah. This is not done. But then I was, I read some, I was reading some information. But what and if you're not at home? You're at the airport. You're not at home. You're trying to get home. You can't go home. I still want to, I would tomorrow. There's always tomorrow. I'll walk. <laughs> uh, but no, I was reading this article and they said that a lot of pilots said that they've done that, that they have lost control of their airplane in the runway or while taxiing because it's slippery or whatever. And they bumped that glass in the terminal. One guy said he is literally bumped the glass in the terminal. That would be the, terrifying. Yeah. That happens. I wouldn't, I don't know that it would be normal, but it, it normal at least enough. happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did a freeze frame here. We were, we've been talking a little bit about the racism of this movie and how it addresses certain things. And uh, the 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 no smoking sign from the translation from English to Spanish. <laughs> El no you so smoko. Dumb. <laughs> El Noah you smoko for no smoking. Fasten seatbelts. Putana de seatbelts. <laughs> that was that's, high humor <laughs> in nineteen eighty. That's that's Putana de seatbelts. So if if you're sensitive to that sort of thing, this may not be the movie for you. I don't know that it's the height of the the fragile white ego, but it's. It's pretty close in, in in some of these scenes. I wasn't kidding about the white guilt when I said no, that. no, so much of it. So okay. the whole the whole the, the plot of the movie is we're getting onto this plane. Uh, there's there's a girl needs a heart. That's kind of one of the subplots. But Ted wants to win back Elaine after you know he. I mean he dealt being with a bad boyfriend. I think. Some PTSD uh, from being in the war. And wants to to win her back. So he won't get a job. He won't get a job. They they had some relationship issues. This is all pre film. We don't see the the issues. Ted is definitely trying to win Elaine back. She's a she's a um, flight attendant on the plane, and he decides that he's going to fly with her and win her back at the destination of this plane, which was Chicago. I think you said right. Yeah. It's, yeah. They're all going to Chicago. So they're, they're, well, I mean, yeah, Chicago, they don't really have a choice right? once they're in the air. I mean, what are they going to let's split up, guys? We're only thirty five thousand feet above the earth. I brought my parachute. You brought your parachute. Yeah. So he gets on the plane. They're gonna go to Chicago. He's gonna he's gonna win her back and all that good stuff. And there are problems on the plane. Yeah, it's a lot of fog. A lot of fog. A lot of a, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Kareem Abdul Jabbar in this. But let's let's not forget the real problems start when dinner gets served. Oh, they yes, the dinner. Um, yeah, we get to meet all the passengers first. Like we get to meet a couple pastors, we meet a couple black guys who speak jive. But that's how you meet them is yeah. as 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 the 
flight attendants are serving Fair dinner. Enough. That's how they introduce all yeah. the characters. They do a really great job keeping the character introductions going while driving the plot forward in this. Yeah. Are you are you having steak or fish? Steak or fish? I'm gonna have the steak because I know what's happening here. So yeah. yeah well, see, I'm a I I I'm, I don't like steak, so I would have eaten the fish. I, I would have gone fish. Yeah. I would have went fish on this one. Yeah. Two thirds of two thirds of us would be dead. Yeah. Or, or violently ill anyway. Yeah. Uh, it, it turns out that the people that are eating the fish, which includes the pilot, both are getting pilots. Both pilot, yeah, the pilot and the co-pilot, Captain Over and Captain Murphy, <laughs> which does cause some some gags. So, Over Murphy, yeah. <laughs> so, um, they both get violently ill, and there is now no one to fly the plane. But Ted, hey, Striker, yep, Striker used to be a pilot. And he didn't eat fish. And he had the steak. But that was the that's the whole gig. It was like, we need a pilot who didn't eat fish. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I can't believe they actually managed to pull that line from a real movie that was not. What is the actual line? The actual line is We have to find someone who can not only fly this plane, but who didn't have fish for dinner. <laughs> Throughout the flight, we get a lot of flashbacks to Ted and Elaine's relationship because clearly that's the, the driving force behind this story and not right. the fact that a bunch of people are about to die when this plane crashes because there are no pilots. Well, the biggest problem is Elaine doesn't even suggest Ted. She knows Ted has flew planes in the war. Yeah. She knows that Ted's dealing with some problems, but she also knows that everybody's been poisoned with fish and they have zero options for people to fly this plane. She encountered him on the flight, right? Yes, and she yeah. knows he's on the flight. Yeah. They talked. She said, what the fuck are you doing here? Like she should have said, because that's fucking weird and crazy. And she never mentions, though, that Ted... She doesn't trust him. He's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Why should he mention him? Right. She she doesn't want to put her life at risk. She'd rather crash and die. Yeah. (laughs) Wait. Like maybe there's another pilot. (laughs) Right. There's a chance, right? They're being discreet. They're avoiding him deliberately in the hopes that they find someone that's not going to get them killed. So you're saying there's a chance. Right. You're saying there's a chance. (laughs) But, But the other flight attendant does find Ted and goes, uh, she's talking to everybody because that's a good way to, and she's actually making all the passengers panic. Cause that's, she's like, excuse me, everything's okay. Everything's fine. Do you know how to fly a plane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is the discreet but way to do that? meanwhile, the visual joke is they're dragging the other pilots passed <laughs> out through the entire like yeah. cabin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where they're going with them. Most of the stuff that you need in a plane is in the like, front. And everybody's like just reading you know. their magazines. No. Like, whatever like, my notes are a one to flight attendant that's supposed to the body. I'm assuming she just threw right. it out the back door. <laughs> just shoved him down a hatch somewhere and called the it a toilet, day. toilet, like... Arms first. <laughs> can we, but can we talk about this Saturday Night Fever stuff? Yeah, I, this is a little <laughs> gratuitous. Like have, Everything in this movie is gratuitous. Yeah, I feel but like this, this was like, this is probably my least favorite scene. There was a lot, there was a lot of disco backlash in this time. Yeah, um, oh yeah, by 80, disco yeah. was like the most angering. There's a scene later on, which which they knocked they, they knock down the tower of a disco radio station. So, but there, this is important because we may have our first death here. But oh, not, so, yeah, somebody got stabbed. I'm not certain if this guy is our first death or not because they don't say he died. But I'm I'm calling it a first death because but, he got stabbed right in the spine with I a knife. I want to say, and wanna, she's like doing the over the back thing. Yeah, yeah, he's like yeah, trying yeah. to point he's to it. Trying and to she's get, just like thinks it's the dance no, move. Because she's a sociopath. She lets him die. Like just, like just like she was willing to let everybody in the plane die. She was yeah. watching the life fade from his eyes. No, she knew he was No, because when Ted walks up to her, she's trying to help. She's looking down at him. And she looks up and Ted distracts her. This oh, if if the guy that got stabbed was the first death. death no, no second death. First, the so, old lady hangs herself. Our first death is either the guy who got stabbed 
or the the lady who hangs herself <laughs> from having the, to listen from to that having story. to listen to the story. About, yeah. yeah, on the very high ceilings in the airplane. Yeah, because those are very because it's like li- Wicked Witch of the West shoes. Yeah, you just see her legs hanging. So if you've been on an airplane, you know that that ain't gonna happen. So, but also they don't have the same kind of overhead bins in this flight as yeah, they are in yeah. modern flights. But so Elaine's a sociopath, maybe even a psychopath, and and Ted's a serial killer. But he saves the entire plane. Yeah. Except so, for those, <laughs> except for the three people he murdered, except for the people that killed themselves listening to him, was, was there, the the hanging was before Sapuku, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sapuku's next. Yeah. So Elaine brings the uh, the young man, the young, Timmy. Timmy. Yeah, Elaine brings the young man into the the cockpit. Oh, the pedophile the scene. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you ever fuck a dude? No, you're twelve. That He's was like, that was one of the lines too. Did you ever fuck a dude? You're twelve. You ever <laughs> seen a grown man naked? You just you just nailed that no. one. No, you want to know want to know the truth? I, there, I saw it already in your notes. But yeah. why don't one you tell the actual the world? lines was you ever seen a grown man's cock? And they took it out. They took it out because <laughs> why? Because obviously, why? right? I can't imagine why asking a twelve year old if he's ever seen a grown man's cock would be inappropriate for a fucking movie. Pit. Like, you know, he just say cock though. And, like, that was original. The original script. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Have you ever seen a grown man's cock? Pit? Honestly, honestly, all the racism, all this stuff. The thing that bothered me the most: pedophilia jokes. It's not funny. Yeah, no, it's, it's just it's, not funny to me. It's it's the lines are funny. The implication is the implication like, yeah, is yeah. certainly not funny. No. It is. Ever been to a Turkish prison is a f- hilarious line to tell to an, say to an adult, not a twelve year old boy. It, it just it just doesn't make me laugh. Sorry, not to bring it down, but my my what I was gonna say was my favorite joke was he's like, I know who you are. You're Kareem Abdul Jabbar. He's like, my dad says you don't hustle on defense. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. And he gets joke. all no, mad. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, gets yeah. so mad. But like, so that's that's paired right after. Yeah. Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Yeah. And then it's like, hey, I know who you are. You're Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I love how the movie like. Progresses too. He's like, I'm not Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Fuck you. I'm a. Th- and I'm then a he just pilot. grabs the kid yeah. and gets <laughs> in his face. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> he tells him his dad's like, an asshole. How tall was Kareem Abdul Jabbar? Like six seven or something. I don't. I mean, he's a giant. But later on, they wheel him out of there because he t- eats a fish too, and he yeah. has like the god. Like cause every scene, he's a little more. No, Kareem no, Abdul he has the oh, yeah. shorts <laughs> and the goggles short, on. <laughs> those short shorts that they wore in the like the knee pads, and, and they just pull them out. And a kid yeah. pulls a basketball out underneath the council at some point. Like, it's just, <laughs> what did they do with the funny. corpses of the people that they had to listen to Ted's stories? <laughs> Oh no! no even the pilots, everybody—they don't even explain that. They don't even explain like where are the what bodies? happened to everyone that ate a fish. Back of the plane, like Who cares? when the plane lands. Like obviously, Ted Stryker lands the plane safely. But what happens to all the people that ate the fish? Well, there's another guy. I mean, this movie goes pretty dead quick or rushed to the hospital. I guess apparently. I mean, uh, so now we, we, that was the the deaths were a subplot. The disaster is actually a subplot to the Ted and Elaine love story. Yeah, yeah, it's a rom com. Sorry, You're right? Yeah. This is I a picked the wrong movie. Oh my god, I didn't even realize it until you said that. <laughs> it is a rom. How dare you make me watch a chick flick? <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break while Eric takes a tinkle. Yeah, and we'll be back in just a minute. Flight 209er, you are cleared for takeoff. Roger. Huh? LA departure frequency 123.9er. Roger. Huh? Request vector. Over. What? Flight 209er, clear for vector 324. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Now at radio clearance, over. That's Clarence, over. Over. Roger. Huh? Roger, over. What? Huh? Who? 
And we are back with what a disaster. We're talking about Airplane from 1980, still with Eric and uh, and Rick here. Liz Liz left us today. Uh, does she just hate us, or does she not want to do the podcast anymore? She doesn't like me very much. Or does she just not like Eric? She said if Eric was going to be here, she would rather be just about anybody that plays Okay. Else. <laughs> with the Blue Sky beer from Mr. Blue Sky. Yeah, Blue yeah. Sky beer. So Griffin this- Claw beer, because this was the closest thing that we could find to an airplane... I mean, I would say Mr. Blue Sky is pretty much... We looked for a long time. I mean, if if anybody is Mr. Blue Sky, it's fucking Ted. First, he thinks that this lady that just told him how much she hates his guts and is not going to deal with him is going to... Take him back. Take him back. I mean, that's some optimism right there. Mr. Blue Sky. Plus, he does save everyone's lives. Yeah. So So to (sighs) Ted Stryker... To Ted, Ted Stryker, Stryker and his drinking problem and his drinking, and his drinking problem. problem. I will I'm not pour pouring this, beer this on my face. all over my face. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the visual gags that people will not pick up on in, our, uh, in our show. They were a little disappointed at the creators of this movie that people didn't laugh as much about some of the inside jokes, like the watermelon dropping in Dispatch or like somebody throwing a spear. But even after reading that, I still don't understand those jokes or why I should have been laughing at them. Yeah, I there yeah. Are, there are there are a lot of those where it's just weird non sequiturs or seeming non sequiturs. I mean, I guess I don't know because I wasn't really alive in 1980. Well, this is a micro movie too. This movie was actually originally made as Kentucky Fried Airplane. It was supposed to be a Kentucky Fried movie sequel, and it's supposed to be Kentucky Fried movies a bunch of uh, clips, like it's a bunch of like like yeah, smaller a bunch of short. Skits basically, yeah, and this was supposed to be a longer skit within Kentucky Fried Movie too, but they liked it so much that they went ahead and made it into a bigger film. So, I mean, they did they did good by making that decision. I feel like, but I feel like some of those jokes are Kentucky Fried jokes. Yeah, and yeah. I don't quite get. Maybe I would get if I went back and watched the full catalog. So are we uh, are we reviewing Mr. Blue Sky here? Because this is uh, I my opinion on it is it doesn't taste like much. It tastes it is, like water. It is a very. Uh, Unflavored beer. What kind of beer is this I, supposed to be? Griffin, is this a lager? It, no, it, it's like it's like a wheat, American wheat brewed with coriander and grapefruit. Oh, I, we were so excited about yeah, this at now, the store. I have to say, all of the Griffin Claw beers that I've had are been pretty pretty wow. blah. So it's as blah as Birmingham. Yeah, I yeah. won't be putting uh, Griffin Claw in the show notes. Like I haven't been doing that. I should be doing that, but. I'm not putting Griffin Claw in the show notes. Yeah, well, if we were putting them in the other ones, that would be a Two threat. Two thumbs down. <laughs> well, it's uh, yeah, this is not a recommended beer. It's our first one. It gets a half a thumb from me. Yeah, half a thumb. It's not gross. Not like up or anything. Just a half a thumb. It's not gross. I'm gonna but... send it to him tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to prison. <laughs> well, it's not your thumb. It's the thumb of the prison. That's why I'm going to prison. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not gross or anything like that. No, like, it's not yeah. bad. It's just just there's nothing it's to not it. It's good. It just yeah. it's. If you were, if like, there are a handful of beers out there where if you just said, here, this is beer, and you took a drink, you would say, yes, this is beer. But this tastes like water. It's braggy. This beer is braggy because it has a whole description of a beer that I can't taste. It's it's certainly yeah. talking itself up, yeah. but it is about as close to beer as Miller Lite. You know, this beer sent me a message on the internet. It said, yo, you're hot. I got a big dick. Are you down? And, and it I was, was just down. a regular sized dick. I was a regular. I was down, but it was a regular sized dick. 
it was no girth, no length. It's yeah. just a just a dinger. Yeah, it's not what I was expecting. I think it might be smaller than average. You smaller think it's smaller than, than average? Oh, smaller yeah. than average. I, well, dick? You yeah. got to keep in mind that what we get in, in Michigan, we get a lot of micro brews. Yeah, we get good. There beer, are a lot of how many really micro penises do we get? Just in Michigan, not every but state. But you're, you're has saying that 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 Bud Light Miller High Life is. Average. No, I'm not. I did not say Bud Light. You I said shut, Miller Light. Yeah. You shut your fucking mouth. Oh, wow. Bud Light is hot garbage. That is just water. Okay. That is water with maybe some fizz. Bud Light is like somebody gave me fizzy water and peed in it just a little. So <laughs> just a little. Bud Light. <laughs> Bud Light is to beer what Lacroix is to Pepsi. Yes. It's like if somebody yes. were like yelling that you're drinking beer while you were actually just having some. Give me a Lacroix cola. Water. You ever had Lacroix cola? It's it's. The most disappointing half ass. If you've never been drink. sad about the things yeah. you're putting in your I mouth, I like Lacroix. Lacroix is fine as its own thing. Lacroix has its place. Bud yeah. Light does not. Like but, if you're gonna fake a flavor, you do it with soft drinks, not with things that are supposed to get you. Drunk. Yeah, the difference is Lacroix has zero calories, and Bud I got Light embarrassed has like at Kroger with the amount of Lacroix cans I was returning one day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, there's way more embarrassing cans to return. Oh but, yeah, like but Bud I was, Light. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I was like embarrassed by the amount of Lacroix it's cans like, I had. What you? What you I was like, I'm really fucking Ann Arbor right now. What you were experiencing? I'm the most Ann Arbor you could get returning <laughs> Lacroix cans at Kroger. What you were like, experiencing is like the bougie version of somebody who feels like an alcoholic but isn't an alcoholic. That, you know, like <laughs> the difference is Eric is an alcoholic. Oh yeah, yeah probably yeah yeah. yeah. Well, no, bougie people are always alcoholics too. That's how we. That's how they get by. He drinks so that he mm. can forget about how much Lacroix. We he also drank. have another beer that I, I I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of a fan of, but it's just a, like a regular lager. It's Beer Me by Oddside. Has nothing to do with the movie, but it's it comes in an eight pack and has an eagle. On it has it. an eagle on it. It's pretty funny. It's pretty I, awesome. yeah. I mean, it's a pretty good. I like. How much was it for that eight pack? Uh, like I mean, I paid for it, but I nine don't know. bucks. Nine bucks for eight beers. Yeah. That's. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah, and it's it's a, it's, it's a pretty high quality lager. It's, I mean, it's, it's definitely it's better a beer. than a Miller Lite. If if somebody were like, "Here's a beer," and I drank it, I would be okay with it. The label's incredible. It just says "Beer Me." It has a tiny eagle. Yeah, at the bottom. there's there's <laughs> no like bringing expectations up. Yeah, right. It's just like this is what I am. Literally, the label happen. just says "Odd Side Beer Me." That's it. Yeah. It's a plain silver, silver. can. Otherwise, yeah. that is absolutely what. Um, Mr. Blue Sky should look like. Yeah, it should basically <laughs> yeah. be like, I'm a beer. I'm a beer. If you I have, alcohol, <laughs> I have alcohol, drink so, this. And we're like, oh, wow, well, this this delivers exactly what it advertises. It's beer. <laughs> yeah. We've been very meandering. And, and like Eric pointed out in how kind of all over the place we've been with talking about the movie, that's kind of how all of us have seen this movie. Oh, yeah. Because we've seen bits and pieces of it over the course of our entire lives. I've seen it all the way through maybe three times. He maybe held up two fingers times. at first. But well, I was thinking about when I was a kid. He held I up two more time. and then the pulled one more up. First time I Have can remember ever watching this from start to finish was two days ago. I so yeah, I definitely watched this start to finish as a kid with my dad, without a doubt. I used but, to pick it up with my dad. Like maybe my dad was watching it and I walked into the room, but it was never start to finish. My dad was the kind of guy who rented like, um. Earnest movies, not not I'm sorry, not movies like Earnest commercial sampler VHS tapes, where it was like Earnest mellow yellow commercials or just Earnest skits, and he would rent George Carlin and we would watch that. And I remember it, watching George Carlin with my dad. Yeah, but so Earnest has like one bit that he repeats for like 
everything he does. I only know <laughs> Ernest movies. I don't know his skits at all. Oh man, they it's it's weird. He's kind of like a funny like American Crocodile Dundee without any weapons. I don't know what what, what Ernest <laughs> is. It's not an not an inaccurate description necessarily of Ernest, but he's a little more inept than than Crocodile <laughs> oh, yeah. Dundee. What was your favorite Ernest movie? Um, Ernest goes to camp. Oh, yeah. by oh, 100%. So good. Like, so, good. Uh, so, so we haven't, we haven't hit on, uh, ground control. They bring him in. So they get, they get this. Actually, this is a great scene. They, this, you're right. They Chris. send an intern to like, go pick him up. Yeah. And then they, he's driving the car, this, this like, uh, convertible against the green screen, which is just like hilarious. This dumb shit happening in the background, but they're talking and like, you're not supposed to pay. Like, yeah. It's- and he's also, I don't think you guys picked up on the fact that he's like, he like hits a biker. Yeah. But he's no. also on the phone. This is like 1979. He's in a car. Car, car phones have existed for a long time. But it's not a car phone. Time. It's like a legit. <laughs> no, no, that's like, what they looked like. The handsets looked like regular handsets. No, I, I, I disagree. I no, mean, no, it's really? true. Yeah, they existed like in the yeah. 40s, I think, and 50s. Like, there, they're there's like a, a whole long, like a horse stampede behind them. The Yo. first yeah, car yeah, phone yeah. was used in St. Louis. In 1946. Let's rush to this fucking thing. Yeah, let's just... Let's just get through this thing. Listen, guys. All right, hang listen, on. Listen, listen. What a disaster podcast. This is... Uh, we might be releasing these out of order, but this is our 10th episode. We've, this movie's this is the 10th one. episode we've recorded. Yeah. We have a couple that are that are good, but the, the content is good, but the mess... The mess. The mess is strong with those. Yeah, so... All right, um, sorry. The plane lands. Everybody's fine, of course. What, yeah, what Ted else lands are we going to do with it? Ted, Ted lands the plane. Because we're all counting on him. And Ted yeah. and Lane, they, they do their, hey, oh, kissy, kissy. So good. Yeah. Well, the movie's fucking over. So we'll be back in just a minute with more. No, wait, no. We'll be back in a minute with our final thoughts on Airplane and our uh, final reviews on the, uh, the old scale there. I won't deceive you, Mr. Stryker. We're running out of time. Surely there must be something you can do. I'm doing everything I can. Now stop calling me Shirley. Bad news. The fog is getting thicker. And Leon's getting larger. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking. We just need you to get those tray tables in the upright and locked position. As you can see, the seatbelt light is on. We'll be... Approaching Detroit Metro Airport here, and we'll be touching down in just a few minutes. Once again, we need all your electronic devices stowed and under the seat in front of you. Thank you very much. Welcome back to What a Disaster. We are about to uh, close out here on our episode on Airplane. Yeah. So we're going to go through first. Should we? Should it be guests first? Guests first, or do you want to go first? Usually Richard goes first. No, Richard's these. going first. Richard, let's get your final thoughts and your uh, your, 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 your your little points there. All right. Uh, I like this. I've always liked this movie. I've liked this movie since I was six years old. It was on like TNT. My grandparents raised me and they, my grandfather would fall asleep on the couch around noon. And I would just watch TV on, unhindered. And I'd watch like Superman and Airplane and all these movies that were on repeat that were from like the early 80s. Um, it's funny. It stays funny. There are some issues with it. But all those issues I can kind of look past because it's a product of its era. So I, I give it a 8.2 on the Richter scale. All right. Nice. And uh, Eric, what, what what do you what do you think? What what did you like? What didn't you like? Um so I I I have the same 
the same experience with this movie as, as Rick did was I I grew up with it. It was just omnipresent present in my in my life. It was always on Comedy Central. It was just on. I never watched it from start to finish. I didn't understand all the jokes that were that were being like presented to me. Um, rewatching it. Uh, there was a, a handful of jokes. It was like, oh, it's super funny, like whacking material, and there's porno mags, like f- super funny to me now. Like, I, I don't know why that was that was funny. Probably because I didn't get it when I was a child. Um, but there was a couple of jokes, and I was like, ooh, that's a little off color, and 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 to be literal, a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I was like, oh wow, I I didn't get that. And then and and it, watching it in the political climate that we live in now, I was like, "Ooh, yeah, that's that's maybe not what is is like feels a little off." You're you know? saying when Ted teaches a bunch of African tribes how to play basketball really quickly, he's like, "Oh, they learned it really quick, haha!" Black people play basketball. That was a little bit yeah. Off. It, yeah. It, it felt it felt yeah. a little uncomfortable, you know. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that was the worst joke. That was the one I hit the hardest. Yeah. And there's a there's a handful of those bad jokes and there's a handful of really, really, really good jokes. I think it's a, a, a good movie artistically. I think it pushes things forward and, and, and there's something to be said about the fact that a decade and a half after it was made, it was being played on repeat. Um, and that you could just pick it up from anywhere and that people from our generation grew up with this movie. So I think there's there's things that are that are very important about that. I think there's things that completely miss it. Um, so rewatching it, I did not have the same like nostalgic, like funny, like feelings that I had growing up. But um I'm glad I rewatched it. I, I I don't know. I don't have like a like a point scale for it, but it it was it was interesting. It was great. I'm glad I rewatched it, but I didn't have Make the same feeling that I had uh, watching it as a child. So a seven point five on the character scale. That, yeah, sure. There I we feel go. Like, I, I feel like it's like a seven something to me. Yeah, you're, you're like basically saying review. this movie is artistic. It, it it's it's relevant. It's good, but it has issues, and it doesn't. It doesn't influence you as hard as it used to. Yeah, you, yeah. That, yeah, that's a great way to sum it up. I would say high six, light seven. All right, all right, all right, all right, buddy. I like that. I like that. I like your range. The high six, light seven. That's good. That's, yeah, not bad. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna judge you for it. Everybody gets their own scale. I mean, I'm gonna man. judge you, but I'll keep it private. Yeah. Well, well, that's a different <laughs> scale that we use. That's that's the guest scale. And so far, it's getting a three point two in the guest scale. I think. You gave what a three point two? Eric's Eric's getting a three point two. Three point two out of three point two. Wow! All right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. uh, As far as my take on it, uh, I I mean, I enjoyed it. It's 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 a gag driven movie without a doubt, and some of those jokes just they 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 can't exist in a vacuum. But at the same time, like people that were adults or could appreciate it when it came out versus me who would never have been like that era means nothing to me outside of it existed. And then if people that were kids in the nineties and like two thousands watched that now, the different experiences would be dramatically different. So what 
you know, young millennials would find offensive, old millennials would be like, it was just a product of its time versus that shit's funny from anybody that was kind of uh, an adult in 80 through 85, basically. Um, It knew what it wanted to be and it did it as hard as it possibly fucking could. (laughs) Uh, And I can appreciate that as well. The Zucker movies tend to know what they're doing and they, that's fine. Um, I agree. It's, it, it, it can't exist in a vacuum, especially when you go back to old films, knowing the political climate at the time. and, and what Art was doesn't exist, exist in a vacuum. No, and, and it, it really it, nor can't. Nor should it. But it tries to. It but tries to. People this is one to, of those movies that you there. really can't take it out of that. It, if somebody tried to remake that, or if that movie were made today... We'll it, would, it would never happen, first of all. But they would be... I mean, the... Every hashtag on the internet would have that thing shut down within fucking seconds. Yeah, it's, um, I, agree. I agree. So, outside of all that, the 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 political and the 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 off color humor, obviously, it's there. Um, dude, I'm a I'm a I'm a white dude, so most of that stuff doesn't hit me as negatively, and I can't understand it necessarily. Uh, but I do appreciate the weight of it. Um, but yeah, as far as the movie itself is concerned, and the time it came from. I enjoyed it just fine. I'd give it probably a 7.8 on the Gregster scale. That's fine. I think it was the first movie I reviewed higher than you. Yeah, I think I think yeah. that's true. I, I I liked it. I like this kind yeah. of movie, but it's... It's close. Our it's close. the first... Yeah. It really opened the floodgates for that style, Yeah, uh, which is great, but it wasn't great the best of its... It. It's, it's not the best of its genre. We're, we'll go ahead and uh, <laughs> close her out now. So thanks for, for listening to another episode of What a Disaster. Thanks to Eric Opitz from Sisters of Your Sunshine Vapor for being here with for us now. tonight. Thanks for drinking my beer, guys. Um, Thanks for buying. We will, the beer. of course, be back next week. And in the meantime, you can feel to check out check out our show notes online. Follow us on uh, well online. We're at uh, whatadisasterpod.com. We are Podwad on Twitter. That's at Podwad on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as What a Disaster. Uh, I think we're on Instagram even as as Wadpod. Uh, it's, just yeah, get in touch. You can subscribe to us on the iTunes and the the Google, Google Play. Plays. We do like that. And all your favorite RSS. Here's feeds. a little here's a little surprise for everybody. If you really want to maybe hear yourself on our podcast, you can call and leave us a voicemail at our uh, phone number here two zero nine seven eight one nine one one three two zero nine seven eight one nine one one three. Ta da! All right. Thanks again for thanks again, Eric, for being here with us. Um, we'll get to you. We'll see. We'll see you. We'll hear you. You'll hear us. Whatever it is later, maybe call us. Give us a call. Give us a call. Give us a All right. Love you, mom. Bye. Bye. I mean, we don't need to go, you know, plot point by plot, beat by beat through this movie because there are a million. You got to (laughs) stop. You got to stop. Stop it. (laughs) Ah! Um, So you can't go beat by beat. We don't need We would be on every single joke in this movie. No, no. It would take us. If you read my notes, I took all. Oh, you want you didn't want to keep going? No, I'm you, good. you you stepped on me, so I figured. Yeah, you, you Greg keep was walking. going, and you got all on it. All right.
I was. No, I like the stuff. You stepped on, on me. You kept walking. If you keep walking, you just standing right on me. Instead, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I quit. I quit the show. Oh, fucking awesome. Now he can sell one of these microphones. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need any mics? Greg by himself. I just ordered two more. <laughs> Welcome to What a Disaster. I'm your host, Greg.